Welcome back to another episode of Tulsa Time with Bishop Connerla. I'm your host, Adam Minahan. And this week, we are finally wrapping up the Synod. We've, over the last six weeks, we've talked about the Synod. And we're, going, we're getting into the part where the, the accompaniment part of the Synod. And then we'll, we'll wrap up and, and get your thoughts. But uh, the third part, the question was, how can the church help grow in your relationship to Christ? And we had a lot of answers regarding retreats, conferences, uh, being able to have a personal invite to, to welcome people back to the church. Um, what, what are your initial thoughts there for, for the accompaniment part? Well, I would like to suggest uh, to people to, to keep in mind that perhaps the most important uh, way that the church, the church, so it depends on what people are thinking when they're saying the, the church, church help. We are the church. Right. We are the church. That's the whole point of the synod mm -hmm. is to reinforce that uh, understanding. The church is the people of God. The most effective thing that will bring people back to the church is the people in the church living the faith and inviting friends, family members, co-workers, people you meet at the grocery store, right. <laughs> wherever, yeah. inviting people to come. If you think about uh, all the different kinds of invitations that you get in the course of a month, the ones that you're likely to accept are ones that are, that are brought to you by people you know or uh, it's going to be events where there's going to be some people there who you know and who you like. So that's so important for us as Catholic Christians is to not be afraid to invite people, for instance, to come to Mass with us. Or if one of the mm -hmm. kids is going to receive, be baptized, a new baby is going to be baptized or, um, you know, some event at the, the Catholic school, mm -hmm. to invite friends, neighbors, family members to come with you so that they can experience who Catholics are and what Catholics are doing. Mm -hmm. uh, if you know people who, uh, who are Catholic, at least in their background, but who no longer attend church, invite them anyway. The worst they can do is say no. Right. Yeah. I, I heard Jeff Cavins one time, he, he said at the beginning of his talk, he said, I'm going to tell you how you double your church uh, population in one year. And he said, I'll tell you at the end of my talk. And then he gave all of his talk. And then he said, here's how you double your church population in one year. Everybody is required to bring one person into the church mm -hmm. in 365 days. Mm -hmm. You've got 365 days, you bring one person in. Sometimes right. it's like, it's actually not that hard if we think about like, if you just focus on, it's almost like when you focus on one virtue a year, when you mm -hmm. grow in one virtue a year, over the course of time, you become a virtuous person, right? So. Now, now, as with all things, there's a caveat, so, <laughs> so I'll throw a caveat in, Okay. because the, there is such a thing as proselytizing. Mm -hmm. So proselytizing is when we focus on someone else as a number, right. as opposed to simply as a person. So always in terms of conversion in our lives, it's the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Our invitation may be what the Holy Spirit is going to use to help a person along the journey and the path. Pope Francis talks a lot about the, the, um, the uh, activity of accompaniment. Mm -hmm. And so we want to accompany people to, into an encounter with Jesus Christ. But always we have to remain focused on who they are and what's going on in their life. We want to always guard against 
um, an attitude that develops unconsciously even within ourselves in which other people become part of a strategy as mm -hmm. opposed to simply being authentically friends, people right. that we love or are in relationship with. Yeah, because ultimately we want to win their soul. We don't want, you know, we want for, for Christ. We don't want to win the number. The and number their genuine thing. friendship. And we know how we would feel if we thought someone was interacting with us or in relationship with us for some other ulterior reason. Right. It's not authentic. Right. It, it becomes inauthentic. So we want to always be authentic, but we shouldn't also be overly shy and, and reserved about inviting people to come. Uh, that's, the I think, the warmest way. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Catholic conferences? We have, we have one uh, every year for, with Faith Formation Conference. Alcuin Institute has one in, in, in the springtime. You know, two of the big ones that I attend here in Oklahoma are the men's conference and the women's conference. You guys are always there with the, the radio station and the Catholic Man podcast and all that. Uh, hundreds of people at each of them. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect thing to invite people to. And I'll tell you something that was interesting that I noticed this past year attending the two of them in close proximity to each other, the men's conference and the women's conference. Mm -hmm. It seemed to me that there were a lot more sons there with their dads than daughters with their mothers. I spoke to one of the women who was there about that. I just pointed it out and I wondered what that was about. Mm -hmm. And we didn't reach any conclusions, but I just noticed it. It was something that I noticed. Uh, it's it's an incredibly important for fathers to bring their sons to events like that, to the men's conference, to let them have an experience of a day filled with faith and men, right? Uh, grown men, so that boys can see that when you grow up to become a man, faith, living your faith, celebrating your faith, worshiping with others, all of that is a part of what it means to be a man. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think that it's important to make sure, just because if you take your son and maybe he's falling asleep through part of the talk, or mm -hmm. you know, you don't you feel like, well, maybe he's not even getting anything out of it. The seeds that are actually planted in the memories right. that that uh, right. you, you put together. My my father brought me to the first Oklahoma Catholic Men's Conference. Oh wow! wow. And it took me there every year, so it became a tradition. And here you still remember it. And I still remember it. Right. right. Yeah, there was a, a child at mass. There were a bunch of children at mass this past weekend who were uh, preaching, so to speak. and uh, But it was so funny, I was having trouble not laughing because I could hear one of them saying, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I didn't ever look to see what the uh-oh was about, but it was very funny. When we hear that going on at Mass, that tells us that there's life in the church and a future. So uh, let's never be worried about that. Yeah, yeah. So so where do we go from here with the Synod? What do, you, what do we hope the conclusion becomes, what, what should we be looking forward to? Well, let's talk about what we don't want to happen and what I think we also heard from people in the Senate, a concern mm -hmm. of what would happen is that we would have this Senate, it would produce whatever documents it produces, there would be the big Senate in Rome. Uh, how many people remember with any details what came of the last five synods in Rome? We, we don't typically remember. So the, the fear is that we would have gone through this exercise and then nothing would be done. Okay, if we think of the Senate in the wrong way, which is we're supposed to have this event and it itself is going to produce something, then that's probably what's going to happen, not much. If we think of the Senate, though, in terms of 
simply what it is, what Pope Francis wants out of it, that the church be a synodal people, a people who journey together and as they're journeying, talk to one another about how's it going? What's Jesus doing in your life? How can we in our family, in our parish, in our school, in our diocese, how can we continue to grow as disciples and attract other people to this good news? If that is simply an ongoing reality of how we live, then the synod will continue to march forward with us. It, it will become an entrenched part of the way we live, which is what it should be. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Tulsa Time with Bishop Conderla. Next week, we're going to talk about the Eucharist. The Eucharistic Revival is starting this the first year of three from the USCCB. Make sure to like and share this uh, podcast with other people. I'm Adam Minahan with Bishop David Conderla. Tune in next week. <laughs>